Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering The Devil's Backbone, which came out in 2001 and was requested by Carrie. Thank you so much for the request. I think this is your final request. I think we are finally caught up. As much as the ones that we could find anyway. I think there was like one that we couldn't find. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So, today, I am doing, for those who watch Food Theory, I am copying the Food Theory video where they're like, I guess, would you call it like an English breakfast tea where you put black tea with milk? I believe so. Yeah. But I am drinking uh, the Republic of Tea, the, the Queen's Afternoon Tea. It's got... Black tea, sweet blackberry leaves, and natural honey and vanilla flavors. And I did put uh, roughly 25 milliliters of uh, Almond Breeze Extra Creamy Milk. I went super simple and (laughs) chose Bigelow's Mint Medley Herbal Tea. And it's got peppermint leaves, spearmint leaves, rose hips, lemon peel, and hibiscus. For those that watch this podcast fairly often, you know that this is one of my favorites. It's a go-to, especially now that I'm very restricted on what I can and cannot have. <laughs> so, yep. But and we are both drinking out of our our merch mugs. Please don't kill me. And, and I'm going to kill you at some point mugs. The sister mugs. <laughs> Available on our Teespring. Go check it out. But for our lovely tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. And I immediately just realized I did not look up the summary for this movie. So essentially this boy, this, it takes after World War II. Starting the Spanish Civil War. I looked it up. Oh, Spanish Civil Mm -hmm. War. Okay, thank you. And, um... This boy goes to an orphanage, and he quickly realizes that there is a boy ghost haunting the orphanage. And so the the movie really focuses on, um, I mean, it, it's kind of like the boys kind of living their life trying to make it day to day, but you quickly find out that, would it be, would you consider him a caretaker? Which one? The, the murderer guy. Uh, he's more of a handyman. Okay. He, um, he is the one that murdered the kid. And, yeah, it goes through a whole, like, fight scene, and, yeah. It's a murder mystery. Yeah. With it, those thrown in. Yes. <laughs> but, so for entertainment, this one was a tough one. A tough one, I should say. <laughs> because I saw that... It was directed by a very well-known director. He's, 
he's had a, a few movies on his belt. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> and so I had a lot of high expectations, but I, it's like the movie itself was good, but there is just some... For me, it's it's one of those foreign... Uh, like, it, it's a, a Spanish movie in Spain, not... Uh, Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Actual Latin America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but it really felt like those typical foreign films where you're like, yeah, it's a decent movie, but it's not a great movie. Yeah. It's definitely not one that I'll be going back to every time. Like, if it's on, cool. If it's, if it's suggested, I'll probably pick something else instead. Yeah, so it's like, while I don't regret watching this movie, yep. I could have been okay without seeing it. Yep. So It's um, a take-it-or-leave-it kind of movie. Yeah, so I would rate this a 5.5 for me. The, the biggest thing that I wish I would have gotten more from the movie is, like, I understand it's not necessarily like it's a ghost story but it's not necessarily like focusing on the haunting part of the orphanage um but i still would have liked them not to just immediately show the ghost and show him quite frequently especially since the effects like while i love the ghost design the ghost design was really cool especially like the the blood like flowing out and then even after the ghost disappeared, there's still, like, remnants of the ghost. Like, that was actually a really cool and creative idea. But whenever you see the kid, like, ah, it's a ghost. But you're like, this ghost doesn't look scary at all. Yeah. Uh, you feel more bad for the kid. Yeah. So I just kind of wish that they would have, in the in the first half of the movie just shown a little less of the ghost than more snippets, made it more of a mystery. Maybe, like, have the kid figure out whether or not there really was a ghost, because showing the ghost up front really didn't add to the movie. It didn't make the kid suddenly find out, oh, we have to figure out how he died. It just kind of... I feel like how the kid died kind of fell into their laps. A little bit. Um, rather than, like, them investigating. So... It, it, it didn't really contribute to the plot to have the ghost revealed right in the beginning. And I feel like if they had slowly revealed it, then the kid in the beginning could have been like, oh, maybe I'm just like imagining things and stuff like that. And then whenever he's realizing, oh, no, this is actually a ghost and then have the, the murder like revealed, I feel like that would have made it a little bit more interesting and engaging. But, I mean, the movie itself, um, I really like the different, like, kid superstitions that they throw out there. Um, like, it's like, oh, we don't believe that the, the bomb that fell is really disengaged. Like, you, I think you can hear it ticking, which I'm pretty sure that's not how bombs That's work. not how it works, so. But, uh, but pretty regardless. Sure. Pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That does seem right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just the the impact that explodes it. And then after that, they have to disengage it because it's... It's still volatile. Yeah, it's it's sitting there, and as it degrades, it can become less and less stable. Yeah. But anyways, 
Logically, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But anyways... We don't know for sure. We're not experts. <laughs> We're not bomb experts. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, like, entertainment-wise, the... I did like the different things that they added, like the um, the scientist guy. He's like, I'm a man of science, but I sell, you know, this this med- medicinal potion that's really nasty <laughs> to people because essentially taking advantage of them because he didn't he doesn't believe that does anything, but he does it because other people think it does. And well, it's a way to get the orphanage money and keep it running. So. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. It's like, they added different elements to the movie that were really interesting, but it didn't really feel like anything came of it. Like, uh, for example, after the the murderer guy tries to set the orphanage on fire, and there's an explosion, and there's, like, a lot of injuries. There's a part where Carlos is uh, going to, like, see everybody, and it specifically pans to, like, the the vat where the, the potion is. And so my mind immediately was like, oh, is he going to maybe start giving it to them? And then you find out that the potion actually, like, was working, but no, it it just they never brought it in again after that. Yeah, so it's like there there's hints like they had ideas to do different things with the film, but then they just kind of don't, and it's just kind of weird. There wasn't much follow through. Yeah, and then not to mention the the movie literally is named The Devil's Backbone. And they show it, like, maybe twice. They, they mention it once, and then they show it, like, once again. Yeah. And then that's it. Yep. And I know that's supposed to tie in more about, like, the superstitions of the area and all, but, again, there wasn't much follow-through with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, overall, I feel like this could have been a really interesting, engaging movie. Um, and I just wanted more from this movie. The execution was off. Yeah, very <laughs> off. It just because they just give you different little hints that makes your mind like go is like, oh, where are they going to take this? Where are they going to take this? And then, yep. and then even like the murderer itself wasn't that big of a payoff when you find out how he died. It's like I was kind of hoping for a bigger payoff than that because that's the biggest mystery in the movie. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, so. This movie just fell short for me in a lot of different ways. And it's it's frustrating because it's one of those cases where it, the movie itself isn't that bad. But you know it could have been so much more. And they even hint at it being so much more. And, yep. So, that's all I got. <laughs> so, I feel largely the same way. I did enjoy it a little bit more, I think. I gave it a 5.75. But I, I'm really on board with pretty much everything you were saying. It kind of fell short a little bit for me, too. I really wish that they had played more in the beginning with shadows and mm-hmm. with, you know, the, the ghost kid moving. Oops. Good job. <laughs> Oops. Excuse me. Oh, oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on, please. Okay. We can resume the show. <laughs> I really wish that they had played more with Shadows and with the ghost kid, Santi, moving more out of the corner of your eye. So, like, just 
going off frame just barely and you just catching glimpses of him and the kid turning and being like, did I see something or was it just one of the other boys? Because there's a bunch of boys there, but they could have played more with it. Yeah, like the bed scene. That was, I liked that. That was good. That was fairly spoopy. I liked that. And then it turned into nothing. (laughs) It turned into kid bullying. But they they could have done more like that and just have them in the dark areas because, I mean, it's not a very well-lit place. They, they're they barely keeping it running. So, and it's during the Spanish Civil War. <laughs> so, you know, um, they could have played more with him in the darker areas that weren't really well-lit, him running around and him, Carlos thinking, okay, maybe it's one of the other boys just playing around or trying to find something or... Um, staying out of the other Jaime's way, the big bully kid, or he was kind of the ringleader kid. Yeah, they called him Jaime, I think? Yeah, Jaime. Yeah. And uh, so he he could have played more with that, or is it really Santi? Because they just said that he disappeared there for a little while, and then you find out later that Jaime saw his death and knew that he was dead. So... They could have done more with that. Um, There were other things I didn't understand that we'll get to the realism with. But a lot of it has to do with, like, the bad guy being super aggressive with the kids and and all that. Um, Yeah. There was a lot of things that seemed fairly plausible uh, reaction-wise. It's... A lot of the kids reactions to things were believable they they're frustrated with their situation but there's a camaraderie with all of them they're in this together they're all in the same situation it sucks but they're doing what they can to have fun and to stick it out and hoping that you know the war will end but if it doesn't then what are they going to do you know that's kind of the way things are um they find little ways to escape by playing with slugs and other random trinkets and toys and things. The little ring from the cigar that one of the kids found and things like that. So it's it's kind of nice to see that little bit of peace in the wartime and see that juxtaposition. But you can also tell that it's hard. Yeah. For sure. And it's hard for them to thrive in it. Especially when they are scared. And you can tell, like, they're scared of the situation and everything's going on. They know what's going on. It might not feel quite as real because they're not seeing all of the really bad destruction and death and things. But it's it's rough on all of them and their mental and emotional psyche. So Well, not to mention they they can barely feed the kids. Yes. Uh, it's like the the kids are starving, and you know you it, a kid can't thrive in that environment. Yeah. They're barely keeping the place running. Yeah. So it's it's tough, and the you can see the stress on the adults trying to keep everything running and give the kids some sims or semblance of normalcy with classes and meal times and strict bedtimes and things like that recess even <laughs> yeah but it's you can see the wear on their faces for sure yeah so it's it's a fairly raw movie 
But I feel like it, you're right, it did fall just a little short. Like, they were, it's one of those where you could see a lot of potential, but it was just almost there. <laughs> yeah, like, the situation itself, the, the situation felt very raw and real. You could, you could see that the kids were suffering, and it was, and the adults were suffering, and it was basically about survival and just trying to make it to the next day okay. And, um... Struggle's real. Yeah. And then, like, I did... I will say that the characters weren't that likable. Even, like, the better characters. But they were realistic, though, I will say. So it's like, I can't... It was one of those where you gotta take the good with the bad with those characters. Yeah. Yeah, like, none of the, the characters were, like, inherently good. Yeah, no, it was all shades of gray. Yeah. I feel like one of the best characters was the Doctor. Yeah, I agree. And then the bully, even though he started off as a as A-hole. a jackass, he <laughs> I feel like he came around to where he, he was less of a You could tell he was rough. Like there's a lot going on and it's really wearing on all the kids, but because he's older I think he's able to absorb a lot of it, a lot more of it and really understand a lot more what's going on. And I'm sure, like, if you get to an old enough age where you can comprehend, but your peers are younger can't, Mm -hmm. that has to be frustrating because the adults aren't talking to them. Yeah. So he literally has to sit with the information he knows in his head. He can't really talk to anyone else. Yeah, and especially knowing that his best friend, Santi, was killed. Yeah. And he was terrified of the bad guy. I forget his name. But they, they called him and the one who sighs, I think. No, the ghost was the one oh, who the, sighs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But handyman dude. <laughs> I forget yeah. his name. Yeah. Um, he was an ass, like, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I wish, like, he, he obviously had a motivation and he mentioned a motivation, but I wish they would have explained that a little bit more, because the extent that he is willing to go to... That I understood. A little extreme. That I understood. I get that. Um, what I don't get was the lack of empathy, but again, we'll get that to that in realism. Um, but Jaime was so scared of that guy because of what he saw and the way that he was acting, that he felt he couldn't go to anyone to let them know about his friend, his best friend, and the fact that he couldn't swim to try to help his friend when he was in the water. That was so heartbreaking to see. (laughs) But let's go ahead into the realism so we can get talking on these other points. Yes. (laughs) The realism I also feel pretty strongly about. It, it's kind of hit or miss. It, there's there's a few gray area points, but then there's some points I'm like, okay, yes. that's, that's, yeah. So overall, like the whole situation and things like that, I would personally get a, a three because the situation itself is pretty realistic, but it's just like little like scenes here and there that are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, first, this is one of those gray areas where it's like nowadays, I feel like parents should be talking to their kids or or the guardian figure should be talking to the kids. But back then, I know they like want to shield kids a bit more, but I... Well, it also varies depending on the culture 
in the household. Yeah. So yeah, but I hate. I absolutely hate it when adults tell kids what's uh, like. They don't tell them what's going on. Like the um, tutor of Carlos, him just leaving his yeah. suitcase there and leaving. Like that seems way more traumatic. Extremely. Then being like, I'm so sorry, you know, this is why I have to leave you here. Like, th- this is going to give you a better life. Yeah. But, no. He just, thought they were running an errand. Yeah, and the, but just, like, leaving him there? That's messed up. Yeah, that was seriously messed up. And then him... It's one of the biggest things I had an issue with in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I was oh, mad. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to give this kid more trauma yeah. than if you would have given him, like, a decent goodbye. And then, like, him not knowing about his father being dead. And it's like... I, I feel like the tutor was a huge coward, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like he was protecting Carlos at all by no. keeping that information from him. No, and it was completely selfish. And then plus, like, you know, once Carlos is old enough, he's going to figure out that his dad's dead. And he's going to well, be... Lo- told him. The doctor told him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, but, like... But, yeah, he the tutor put all of that on the doctor. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, not, not right. That's effed up. Yeah. The, um, the, there's a, there's, so, (sighs) this is more just towards the, the beginning, but whenever Carlos and Jaime go out to, like, refill the pitchers with water, and Carlos, uh, is trying to get out of the kitchen... And he, like, takes off his uh, PJ shirt. First, it was pretty smart of him to be like, okay, let me just take off my shirt and see if I can fit. But he didn't have the shirt within decent, like, grabbing distance. And he didn't even have the picture in decent grabbing distance. Because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you don't want to be caught being out, right? So you need to make sure that you bring all of the evidence back with you. Because if you leave your PJ shirt out, and you're the only one that doesn't have a PJ shirt, they're going to know it's you. He was a scared kid. I give that one a pass. Uh, just, I don't know. Maybe as a kid, I just thought, there, I just, as a kid, I just thought of every scenario and would, uh... But you also didn't have a ghost chasing you in those scenarios. That's so. fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, I don't know. Uh, it, and then also whenever he does get out of the kitchen and he's walking back and he sees the kids at the window... He just stands there as they're, like, aiming slingshots. Like, even, I understand if he didn't know they had slingshots, but I feel like they did a few shots before he actually, like, reacted. But in addition to that, he he wanted to get back there as soon as possible so he doesn't get caught, not to mention the whole ghost thing. So it just it just seemed really odd for him to just stand there, like, looking at the kids... And then being slingshotted. I feel like that was a combination of things. I feel like part of that was him in shock at the situation itself. He had just seen a ghost and was chased by it a little bit. 
And then he's trying to get out of the situation without getting caught by any of the adults. And then to see people who he thought were kind of on his side, at least for the most part, aiming slingshots at him. And then wondering probably if he moved closer, if they would fire, or if they would just stay there and not fire if he stayed. That I can't Like, see. wondering what he was gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> and not knowing. It was kind of a deer-in-the-headlights moment. Yeah. Um, oh, I took it anyway. <laughs> but the the caretaker, the handyman guy... Yeah. Whenever he's the one he... I had the most issues with. Yeah. But, but, well, it's, my two main issues is, first, whenever he, like, went in the kitchen because he thought he heard something... But then, like, didn't look that hard and was immediately like, oh, I'm going to try and open the safe. It's like, you, why, like, if you're doing something you're not supposed to do, sir, why wouldn't you look throughout the whole kitchen? Like, you went there specifically because you thought you might have heard slash seen something. So why wouldn't you investigate the whole area before you go doing something that you're not supposed to do? Um, well, it's like... Well, it's like, you can still be greedy, but still be, like, I get, smart about it. I'm just it. saying, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, also, I understand he wanted revenge on the orphanage, but he, from, it's always a little bit hard for me with foreign films to completely gather, like, what's going on. Sometimes I have to watch it multiple times, but what I was understanding is he was at the orphanage. Yes. So I'm like, if he grew up in the orphanage, why would he not care about the kids there? Yeah. Like, why why is he okay with the kids potentially dying from his actions? And then uh, just... I had that lack of empathy I was mentioning before. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's frustrating because I can understand, you know, wanting to... Uh, want revenge on the adults or whatever, but on, yeah. Though I, this is, this has nothing to do with entertainment or realism, but it is a bit oogie that he was, uh, having sex with the woman that, that also, like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm sorry, I can't ever have sex with anyone that I knew as a, when they were a kid, like, no, so it wasn't just then. From what it sounded like, from what I gathered when watching it, um, they also slept together when he was at the <gasps> orphanage. He was an older kid at the time, but still, that's... Yeah, if he has to be at the orphanage, then he's still too young. Yeah, yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And then he came back because he didn't really have a choice. That was the only job that he could get without being in the, the fight itself. And, yeah... Yeah, that that was the oogiest part of the movie for me. Yeah. But he was kind of an oogie character. Cause, I mean, he was he, a bit of a slime ball. Yeah, like, I mean, he killed his girlfriend, yeah. his fiance, and, um, and then not caring about the kids, he was just, yeah, he was definitely, well, he like... He was also a jerk to the girlfriend, too. Yeah. She was a little blinded. You know, love is blind, but... There were signs. There were red flags. Yeah. <sighs> but I'm glad that, like, at the end she didn't, like, let him 
she she wasn't a pushover. Like she yeah. stood up. I mean, it, unfortunately, to her death. But at least, like she. Yeah, but I think she knew that she was going to die either way. Yeah. I mean, she might have potentially lived if she bent to his will, but she didn't want to live like that. There's, that's no life, really. Yeah, but that's what I got for yeah. her realism. So I was going to give it a three as well. Oh, yay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I felt the same way. Um, there's, it's hard to gauge, especially with a lot of these foreign films, because culturally we don't know a whole lot of what's going on and the motivations behind certain things and actions and some things can get lost in translation as well. So it's difficult oftentimes to rate realism on foreign films to start off with. Then we're also thrown into a ghost story slash murder mystery <laughs> in a not very straightforward war that we don't know as much about. Like, it was hard. I had to look it up to see which war they were in the middle of. Because I wasn't sure if it was still part of World War Two or if it was a completely different war or some skirmish in a localized area. So, but it was the, the bombs, Spanish War. The bombs seemed like it would be more... Yeah. It, that was basically intense. the only context clue we got was the bombing planes. So <laughs> it was difficult. And they mentioned so a couple year? other countries. What? I don't know the year. I forgot. It's I'm horrible with dates. I'm the worst with dates. <laughs> Cause I mean, that must've been. Yeah. Anyways, but it was the Spanish civil war. I remember reading that specifically and him trying to navigate that. But I do feel like it was a very, very cowardly thing to do for the tutor to leave Carlos there without so much as an explanation or anything, the kid legit thought that they were just running an errand and was not expecting to just be left there in an unfamiliar place with complete strangers and a bunch of kids he didn't know. Just, this is my life now. Especially since the tutor was a friend of his yes. father's. Like, that's that's such a disservice of him to Basically not... Basically an uncle. Yeah, just... That's messed up. And that not only does a disservice to the kid, but it dishonors the friend, the dad, that died. Yeah. Like, you could at least have done the courtesy of telling the kid, no matter how hard it would have been, I'm so sorry, your dad's not coming back. Yeah, like, allow him the ability to grieve. And at least start to process it. And yeah. be like, you know what, it's dangerous out here. I can't take care of you because I'm in this fight, too. You would be in danger. I'm taking you someplace safer. Yeah, because, like, even after the guy had left, the I think it's the scientist guy said that, like, he was going to be there temporarily, which technically is true. Yeah. But... Until he can, like, legally leave the orphanage and be out on his own, which will be a while. Well, I think they were also hoping that there was some other relative or someone that could take him, but they didn't know. Yeah, it's up in the air. <laughs> yeah, so they told him to give him a little bit of hope. It's just a temporary thing, but your dad's not coming back. <laughs> but to put all of that on the doctor to have to tell him a complete stranger yeah. seriously like 
the the kid had trust with the tutor. The tutor broke that trust and yeah. didn't even have the courtesy of just. Oh. <laughs> and I know there are some people like that in the world, but I feel like they're assholes. <laughs> well, they're not assholes. just that, and I mean, in this situation, like it, I feel like he would have at least have respected his friend that died enough to tell your the kid, you know at least part of the situation of I'm leaving you at the safer place for now. Yeah. At the very least. Like even like a partial truth, just enough like ah. not nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like I hate and the Not Jess just here's your suitcase peace. Yeah, like me and Jess were talking about this before we were recording, but it's like I hate <sighs> when adults treat kids as kids. Like kids are yeah. way more per- perceptive then oh, yes. adults give them credit to. Absolutely. And it's like, I feel like you do a child a disservice. I mean, you don't have to tell them any everything. Like, let them keep their childhood innocence as long as possible because it's a very dark world out there. Yes. And the longer they can keep it happy in their head, then the better. But there, there is a certain level of reality that we can give kids that allows them to fully under, like, well, at least try and understand what's going on. And they're a lot more resilient than people give them credit for, too. Yeah, because I feel like if a kid is trying to figure out what's happening, instead of, like, the tutor being like, oh, I'm I'm leaving him here because I want him to be safer, I want him to have a better life, instead the kid is probably thinking, oh, he doesn't like me anymore, I did something wrong, I'm being punished. Yep. When the, yeah, it's just... It's my fault that I'm here. I wasn't given an explanation. So that's the only logical reason I can come up with. Yeah, it's just... Is he doesn't doesn't like me. He doesn't want me. I did something wrong. So, and he didn't deserve that. Yeah. Yep. So, even a little bit, you don't have to give, like, the full situation, full details, anything like that. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. But you can at least tell them, I'm, you know, your father passed, you're going to be safer here. He needs to at least be able to start processing the situation and his grief. That was a hell of a lot of trauma to dump on him all at once. Yeah. And that's messed up. <laughs> yeah. And then right after that, he had to deal with bullies. Yes! <laughs> Poor kid. Which, unfortunately, is also fairly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit extreme, I feel like, a lot of it. Especially so quickly. Like, there wasn't a lot of yeah, lead up to there it. Was a, it, was, it escalated quickly. <laughs> kid brought out a knife super freaking fast. Yeah. But, um, otherwise, it was, it was fairly, unfortunately, accurate. There's always some kind of hierarchy thing going on and it's how humans are (laughs) unfortunately humans suck (laughs) but um with the the bad guy whose name i really just can't remember honestly i don't remind us in the comments i don't know (laughs) let us know what the a-hole's name was please (laughs) but um the fact that he was there, I understand that his experience was probably really, really bad as well, especially since he was basically sexually assaulted. 
like, I don't know exactly how old he was when it started, but it sounded like it started toward the end of when he was there. And then he left, but had to come back because he didn't really have any other options apart from fighting in the war. So he was trying to get out of the situation that he was in. And he was desperate to do so. He did not want to be living that kind of life. He wanted a better life, and he was willing to do anything and everything to do it. So I get that. What I don't get was his complete lack of sympathy and empathy toward the boys. He was extremely aggressive toward them. Like, grabbing them by the hair and pulling them around and all, throwing them about. Like but just that time, I feel like, was, I mean, corporal... I still feel like it was punishment. a little bit more extreme than it should have been. He cut the kid's face. Yeah, no, none of it was okay, for sure. So, and some of that might just be mom bear instincts, but <laughs> I just... <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm surprised that uh, the... Carmen or the science scientist guy wasn't like, what the hell are you? Th-? But I guess maybe they're too like scared to like say. They who. were probably yeah. Carlos was probably too scared to say what actually happened. Yeah, and oh, I fell and accidentally cut my face or something like that. And honestly, with a lot of kids, stuff happens. Like I know I would come home with bruises or scrapes or stuff that. I don't even remember myself how I got. <laughs> like, it was just there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was also a giant klutz, but you know. <laughs> Still are. Yeah. But I am Yeah, too, not so. much has changed, so you know. <laughs> I wake up with random bruises and be like, oh, hey, there's a new one. This is fine. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> but, so he, he probably didn't say how he got cut, just that it happened. <laughs> it's a thing. Can you patch me up, Doc? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you do feel for the kids. I, I yeah. will say the movie the movie does do a really good job on making you feel for, especially Carlos. Yes. But later in the movie, the bully as well. Yeah. Um, he did have a lot of trauma himself to unpack, so. Which probably explains why he a little. was a bully. A little bit. Um, but also, I don't understand how the girlfriend didn't know the bad guy was sleeping around. It's a relatively small place, and she was pretty obsessed with him. So for her not to know that he was sneaking around with Carmen, and I know Carmen didn't want anyone to know, even though the doctor knew. Like, he knew. He wasn't happy about it, but he wanted her to be happy, so he didn't ever, ever let on that he knew. But he knew. But how did the girlfriend not know? Like, even if you don't, like, realize the weird gaps in time, you can typically... There, there's a scent when you're... Uh, uh, everybody has their own signature odor, and if someone you are close to starts smelling like someone else that you are around a lot, then hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Well, I mean, he might have been bathing and all before seeing her again, but I don't know. It was just, the whole situation was weird and seemed a little off and not quite realistic or believable. So, (laughs) yeah, didn't really get that. Um, I do understand Carlos being a little too freaked out 
by Santi, the ghost kid, to really listen to him. It is unfortunate that had he listened, had he had the courage to stay and listen to what the ghost kid was trying to tell him, he might have been able to save more of his friends. But it is um, fairly realistic, though. I mean, like, he was trying to have courage and figure out what was going on at first, and then the ghost actually showed up. And he was like, like, fuck this. I wasn't expecting that. You called my bluff. <laughs> and ran. Yeah. So that was that was fairly accurate, I feel like, though. But yeah, yeah, who's gonna stay to listen to a ghost? Yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd be I like, no, bye. I you to answer. <laughs> and you could have stayed on the other side of the hallway and told me from there, social distancing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think the proximity was also kind of what prompted his nope out of there. <laughs> yeah, even if he just puts like a little shadow in the background, be like, hey, you know, just to see how he reacts. Yeah. Yeah, like build some trust before you're like, yeah, instead one of one on one right up in your face. <laughs> yeah. I need to tell you something. Like, personal bubble. <laughs> you're all gonna die. <laughs> so, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it was, a lot of it just seemed a little bit off, but again, it could partly be a culture thing, it could, some might have gotten a little bit lost in translation, it just, there were things about it that seemed just slightly, just off the mark of reasonable. Yeah. And realistic, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> yeah, overall, if if you want to watch a, a Spanish film, um, that's about the endings. Then yeah. yeah, it might be uh, you might be glad that you watched it. Yeah. But as far as like comparing it to the plethora of movies that we've seen, yeah. um, like I'm I'm glad I saw it. I just wish that it had put in a little bit more in certain areas and pulled back in others. Yeah. Yep. 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 But thank you so much for joining us today, and please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend uh, recommend a movie, game, or tea, and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Discord, and most places you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we do have our Teespring and our PayPal available. And you can find all of the sites mentioned linked below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.